the thing is, you can go to the European shows, like Emo, for instance, A and B, which is great, but we've got such a strong prismatic engineering world in the UK that we need to celebrate that. Welcome to this week's MTD podcast. In this podcast, we will discuss the importance of attending Mac 2020, the largest manufacturing and engineering exhibition in the UK. I'm Giovanni Albanese, today's host, a passionate engineer and a very proud member of the MTD team. I'm joined today by two special guests. Firstly, we have the pleasure to be joined by Tom Lane, PR and communications manager for the Manufacturing Technologies Association. MTA. Tom is a digital and social media specialist with two Mac exhibitions under his belt so far. Welcome, Tom. It's like having Tyson Fury sitting next to me. It's fair. It's huge. <laughs> and that brings me on to our second guest. I also have the pleasure to be joined by our very own Mark Deadman. Mark started his publishing career in 1993 and has been involved with the manufacturing industry since 1994, working with some of the top publications ever since. In 2014, Mark became a director for MTD CNC. And if my calculations are correct, Mark, Mac 2020 will be your third. Mac show. Unlucky for some, eh? <laughs> yeah, amazing. No, it's, been, it's changed a lot. The people who've run it over the years has changed quite a lot, but I must admit it's thriving with these guys. Well, welcome to the podcast, lads. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Now, Thanks, Jeff. Well, firstly, we always do this on the podcast. Tell us a little bit about your careers. Why did you get into engineering? Let's start with you, Tom. Well, getting into engineering, I graduated uni back in 2012, so went a little bit late because I was in bands and doing lots of random other stuff. I finished uni and I moved to London, started working for another trade association still with entertainment retail. So I used to run an event called Record Store Day for a couple of years and that was quite interesting. In fact, it was last weekend. So if you guys went out to your local record stores, you, you might have picked up some... Record school. Is there any record stores left? There's still lots of record stores in the UK and that's what Record Store Day is there to promote. But well, obviously it's not doing the job of you, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, yeah, but when you say music to me, I'm like, yeah, the list is very low for me. <laughs> well, yeah, they always have the old classics come out and lots of new different stuff. Then I started working for a broker who actually made vinyl records and did stuff like that. And I was looking for jobs and I remember the recruitment person called me up and said, oh, look, this job, it's got two of the names in it of previous place you worked. It says association and manufacturing. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, I'll go and check this out. And that's how I ended up working the at the MTA. The rest is history. And um, <laughs> yeah, it's been great. I've been at the MTA for five years now. This is coming into my third Mac show. And I've got to say, working in engineering, it's very important and very passionate about it, being from the black country, being from Wolverhampton. It's vital for jobs in the region I'm from. And I like to think if we can promote Mac and promote people buying new factory equipment, essentially that's creating new jobs in the region I come from and also creating jobs across the country, which are vital for our economy, as we've proved many times for our MTA studies and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's something I'm passionate about because... I'm not an engineer, but I'm always learning something new every day. And that's what I get from engineering. It's the wonder of how things are made are 
how many times you got home and end up watching how it's made and it's a boy row or something like this. You yeah. end up watching the Discovery Channel or something like that. It's fascinating for me to go around facilities and see how people put stuff together. Just sitting here and talking to these microphones, just reverse engineering it in my head and I still ain't got a clue how it's made. <laughs> Brilliant, Tom. I think that it's a fantastic industry to be in and I'm glad that you've joined us today. Now, Mark, you've been in the industry for many years. Publications is your key. Yeah, it's an interesting road. My dad was an engineer when he was younger. He used to work on a very large lathe, actually uh, putting holes into things for tanks, let's put it like that. So he's always had an engineer background. And even now he's retired and he's got a workshop and he tinkers around. I go in and say, you should be making this. And he says, how much does the material cost of what I used to pay for it or the tooling and the strategies, etc." So yeah, as I say, it's been a long road, but I think what the publishing side of it has actually brought me is into manufacturing, into UK manufacturing, then into more aerospace, then into composites as well. And my journey has been quite wide, but also I've traveled around the world, Europe mainly, other exhibitions, taking it all in. And then obviously when I joined MTD six, seven years ago, we've been in the right place at the right time to actually bring everything that we do to the mass, which is not just UK now with the global channels, it's further afield. It's brilliant. And I think that this has got a bit of a common theme with you guys on this podcast. It's about Mac, why people should attend Mac. And both of you have been heavily involved with media. We've touched upon many a times on past podcasts about the importance of products and the solutions that they can provide. But how important is media in engineering? How people promote themselves? It's a big thing, isn't it, Tom? I think it's awareness, isn't it, at the end of the day? I think the one thing I've noticed from working in this industry engineering and engineers have brilliant minds and come up with great ideas but they just expect people to understand it immediately what it is and they don't explain it and if you explained half of the things that they did your jaw would never leave the blooming floor because it's fascinating what people do but it's getting the message out there and doing it in a unique way and I think that's what kind of works with MTD because you guys go in and you've got a visualization of what's going on publishing is having all the technical specs and reading about it, it's absolutely great, but that means you've got to go to the exhibition to see it. And I think you kind of bridge the gap a little bit in terms of the visualisation and the technical specifications that you give there to give people a nice entry point of why we should be using this technology, why we should look at these processes, why something new is coming in and it's important to be on board, that be it your industry for your additive manufacturing, the buzzwords at the minute. So I think it plays a vital part in trying to get the general public to understand what's going on. Well, tell us a little bit about your involvement with Mac 2020 from the MTA perspective. What do you do? What is it all about? Well, my kind of role is to get the people to the show. So to try and get people interested to sign up, to try and get the... So visitor promotion then? Visitor promotion, but also exhibit promotion. So we always have two stages to our Mac cycle. So the first year, uh, 18 months, we're focusing on trying to get exhibitors to buy stands and the reasons why they should be going there so i spend a lot of time getting testimonials from exhibitors putting marketing material together making videos like you guys do explaining what the show is and we do a lot of that and try and look at it on different levels whether i think we just did the live show a minute ago i was watching james fudge and he was saying like when it's quiet at the show you see a lot of exhibit to exhibitor business because these guys sell and feed into each other so it's not just them waiting for visitors to come through the door, they're actually doing business with the stands next to them. And I think what's quite interesting, I think with Mac over the years, I've seen it, a lot of people think, okay, well, yeah, Mac, some have their opinions from an exhibitor point of view, some from a visitor point of view. But the thing is, it's our show in the UK. 
You can go to the European shows like Emo, for instance, AMB, for example, which is great. But I still think we've got such a strong prismatic engineering world in the UK that we need to celebrate that. And I think with Mac moving into the different halls, I think it's a better layout, if I'm honest with you. I think also with the MTD platform that we provide, Geo, very much like Mac does, is the reason or part of the reason, in my view, that we're successful is because from the shop floor, they're feeding up. So therefore, if these guys are actually, let's say, waiting for a job to finish on a machine, they get an email come through for MMTD. There's a nice video on there about a machine they're not aware of, and they send that information upstream. And I think Mac doesn't necessarily now just have the MDs going. You've got other engineers, other people in the business that can feed up. Okay, yeah. okay, Mark. So it's certainly a fantastic exhibition to showcase manufacturing in the UK. And it certainly is great manufacturing in the UK without a shadow of a doubt. But from different perspectives, so say, for example, if you were a student, you were an engineer, you were a CEO... Why should these people, if you had to kind of round it up in a nutshell, why should these people, in both your opinions, invest their time to visit this fantastic exhibition? I'd say it's inspiration because one thing about manufacturing engineering, it moves quickly. The reason why we have Mac every two years is because the sheer volume of equipment we have to bring into the NEC. It's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of articulated lorries and thousands of tons of equipment being dropped off there. But crucially, it's live and working. So if you're a production manager or a machinist or just a general engineer, you're working within the business, it's kind of inspiration because you're kind of siloed, aren't you? You're working at your machine, you're working on specific products. You want to go out there and see what's different. How can you make your process better? How can you go back and improve what you're already doing and i think sometimes i think with anything in life it's easy to fall out of love and forget why you got into an industry or anything in the first place and then you turn up at the nec on any given day there could be ten thousand people walking around there doing the same things that you're doing in the same industry as you are it makes you know that you're not alone you're not just working in this little bubble and there's a lot more out there I mean, that's quite interesting, actually, Gio, just to butt in here, is that I remember when I first came into the industry in the early 90s, and I went with my company as a publisher or sales director of the magazine I was working on. He said, we're going to park the car around here. Well, they're a subcontracting company. They might think we're a bit flash with a newer car. It's all about perceived value. Okay, no problem. Speaking to the guy, let's try and help promote your company. He said, well, how do you buy a machine tool? Well, I get the contract, and then I guarantee to buy the machine tool. You imagine doing that now. So therefore, Mac is, to me, that important that if you said, okay, I need to automate. Automation is not just about robots, as you well know. Yeah, I think that... It's, it's a shop really window, good. isn't it? It's Absol- a sh- shop window for the industry. If you can put... When are you going to be able to go and see so much? Is that we have a lot of open houses and a lot of factory visits that go on within the industry, but that might be looking at one specific company or one specific product line or this. You have every pretty much manufacturing technologies type you can think of under one roof. It's cost-effective time-saving just to go to this one place, but it's not just the machines you're going to see. It's the seminar program that's there. It's setting up meetings with the suppliers. When I speak to you, different guys at the magazines are equally... Well, for us, um, being the trade association, it's a great chance for us to see 200 of our members in one week in one place. Obviously, we go and visit their premises and stuff. It's good to be able to touch base and get the industry together. I think that going back, Tom, to one of your first answers, and I thought it was fantastic, actually, you mentioned inspiration. It's inspirational to go there and give you inspiration or to re-inspire yourself to do things better within your own organisation. And then also the second aspect of your answer was education. So it's all about education. I mean, with technology and innovation, 
organisations evolving so quickly. How do you keep track of them? You may think you're doing something correctly within your manufacturing organisation and you may have been doing it for 10 years and you may still think that it's relevant. But until you go to some of these shows, there's always a new and better way to do it. Do you think, Mark? As you know, I'm not an engineer by heart, but I've been to engineers where this guy's sort of saying, this is the way we're doing it. And I'm thinking... I think you could do it in a much more structured way. We're so privileged, say, yeah, aren't we? We, we, we? You can save money doing here, maybe having a different fixture. In, and I'm not an engineer, but engineers think they're the best. They're better than the mate down the road. And it's very competitive. And they're you very get, proud. You, yeah, exactly. And I think that's a good thing. But also I think you have to embrace, if you're looking to actually move your company forward in the manufacturing sector, you're needing to buy product. And if you're looking to buy product, you've got a show there that's going to showcase a lot of different scenarios and you're going to invest in that in two years' time, aren't you? So you're going to buy something in two years' time to move your company forward. Absolutely. That's what I always say when I go and do a lot of videos in factories like you guys do. And I'll try and think of it like the show. I say, well, if I'm a customer and I'm coming onto your stand, what I want to know is why would I put that machine in my factory over anybody else in here? what productivity gains is it going to give me, how much downtime we're going to have installing this machine, and is it cost-effective? How is it going to pay for itself over this period of time? And that's the things that people have to think about because at the end of the day, people are busy. They've got all the books are full and things are happening. It's a bit of a disruption installing a new machine, really. It can be. It can, and when you go around some of these older subbies companies, you discussed on your live show earlier with James about the project we did with the AMR Seaf with the retrofitting sensors. And that was one of the first times I've seen subbies come in and go, actually, I understand what you're trying to do with Industry yeah. 4 now because I've got a lathe like that. And if I put a sensor on the spindle yeah. and I get some real-time data... I'd know that I need to change my cutting tool sooner. I need to know I do this. I need to know the speed. I can actually calculate how many bits I'm cutting off an hour. Blimey, neck, that's actually useful information. A lot of people have thought, oh, I need to invest in half a million quid's worth of capital equipment to yeah. upskill. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, Servitization yeah, yeah. is a good way to dip your toe in. And if you can do something that's minimal disruption to get the ball rolling, you're not going to be so afraid of going let's invest in that machine that's going to do something completely different. I think that people shouldn't be looking at it as a disruption. They should be looking at new technology as a new opportunity. Well, I think and that's I think the problem in the, the UK. The, the, they don't look at it as no, an investment. That, that, they need to look at it different. With a it's different... not an expenditure. It's no, an investment. It's ab- and absolutely. that's a different sort of thing. You're going, oh, that's 200 grand out but of But if business. you're getting a return of investment within that amount of time, exactly. then you're taking... I mean, like I've used an analogy before and touching upon what you've just said, you visit companies. I used to go out and visit, and I still do, but I used to go out and visit engineering companies quite frequently. And one of the first questions I used to ask when I'd walk through the door, are you busy? And if the answer yeah. to that question was, yes, we're absolutely flat out, I'd go and walk around the shop floor and 99% of the time they've been investing in the latest technology, the latest equipment, the latest software... If the answer to that question was no, we're struggling, we can't make ends meet, really struggling to stay alive, you go on the shop floor and they've not made any investments in the latest technology. They've been cocooned within their own environment. They don't know what's out there. They don't know what the latest... It's losing customer confidence, isn't it? Absolutely. If you're not using the latest equipment, you're getting there. Mac is not only to see the best equipment and technology, but to meet people, to talk to people. The networking is... You've got industry leaders there that are specialists in all different areas. And I think there's a synergy between two companies because from a selfish MTD point of view, we have a lot of industry background and we're very passionate. And I think it shows and people tell us that when we're around the world. The same with you guys. As a team, you're very passionate and some do come from industry as well. So therefore, the event actually shows it. And I think if you're trying to bring this to the mass, it's like all you've got to do is jump in a car 
spend eight hours at an event or maybe two days at an event or maybe three, let's say, to future-proof your business and look what great innovations, products from additive manufacturing. But also what I do like about the event over the years is the quality that you get through from a conference point of view as well and seminars. Now, that's one thing that we really try and work on because at the end of the day, it's a value proposition because we know that people are busy and it's not a case... People do want to come see new equipment, but you've got to offer them more than just that. You've got to know that, well, there's a chance to be meeting with your peers there. There's people with real buying power there. We've got excellent speakers going to be there. That's the things that, the added value that make people want to stay for longer. Absolutely. I think they go there and they're not just seeing the equipment, the new machine tools, the new technology, the new innovations, but people demonstrating there and then. You can go and see it on a video that we do, but there's nothing better to actually be able to actually see it physically and actually being able to bring your own components. And it's the kind of, you can't get... Do you remember the first time that you tweet me? Yeah. For instance, it's vast. You've it's got brilliant. you've got it's what brilliant. twenty plus horses and it's vast. But you go to something like an A and B Stuttgart, okay, you can it's right near the airport, it's easier to get around. You look at Mac. It's comparable to A and B. Like yeah, exactly. Emo is a behemoth. That's it really. <laughs> that's that's it a is, good word. Yeah. It's just if anything, it's too big. I've been to three emos now. I did Milan and then I've done two in Hanover and not this last one over the one before I had time to walk around so I was there for five or six days and I still don't think I got around the whole show it's just it can be overawing where at least with Mac it's all in the one halls it's all under one roof it's easy to navigate and it's our national show and it's something we should be very proud of because it is starting to feel like a well-run European show now I think we're a bit kind of old and tired when we're in uh, the halls four and five because it'd been there since the 70s and you kind of felt that there's... there's... nothing wrong with that being sort of born in the 70s. <laughs> no, there's nothing wrong with that. No, no, no. Is <laughs> <laughs> there? It seems... Well, obviously not, no. a bit defensive there, Mark. No, no, no. I think we're talking about live. <laughs> not we're with talk... Tyson Fury. It's <laughs> about the same size, isn't he, Mark? Yeah. I, mean, I think we talk about live technology and live aspects, Industry 4.0. We at MTDCNC have also got a live element from this Mac exhibition. So, for example, if you can't make the Monday, we'll be live streaming from yep. the show from our Mac Pack stands Monday to Thursday from Mazak, DMG, NCMT, Star, and a live Swarf and Chip show on the Friday with Interco Special Steels and Alloys that yep. are our sponsor. So hopefully that will entice people to make that extra trip to get Definitely. down there if they can actually yeah. see what it's about live and think, actually, I really like that. I need to get down there and have a look and see what's going on. I think one of the best things you guys did from the last Mac show was the coverage you did of the halls being actually built. I had a lot of people come up to me afterwards and go, we had no idea how much work you put into doing this. Like, yeah, we're kind of, it takes us about seven, eight days to put the whole exhibition up. you're on site three weeks before, aren't you? Or two Not weeks? me personally, um, uh, <laughs> thankfully. Uh, it's like magic, It's like a magic I'll, show. I'm going on the opening day this year. I'm going on the opening day this year just so I can get a feel of... Yeah, well, exactly. I'm going to go in, see my colleagues start tearing their hair out of all these lorries turn up and then I'm going to go safely home and uh, yeah. <laughs> relax a little bit. But yeah, I usually turn up on the Sunday for it starting on the Monday and I've got all my kind of media plans and stuff 
that I need to tick off in the week. But my point being is that to actually put these machines, put power in effectively... Oh, we're planning in... for a long, long time. We're... And also after, because you've got to take them out as well, haven't you? Well, exactly. We're essentially building a small town over a week's period, and then we've got like three or four days to take the whole blooming thing down afterwards. And it's yeah. really, really a lot of effort I... goes into putting Mac together. Yeah. And it's when you see it on the Saturday and the Sunday and the carpet's not even down, <laughs> you're like, how is this going to happen? Then you turn up on the Monday morning and everything's pristine and beautiful. Yeah. It's like... Wow. Actually, that gives me a thought, actually. I've always thought the best day to go is the Monday because it's a little <laughs> bit quieter. Yeah, People yeah. actually just think, oh, we're here, we're done. But visitors, if they really want to get around the halls, Mondays and Fridays are good days because it's normally rammed on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday – but those two days are a little bit lighter, aren't they? See, what I've heard a lot of people say is that they're going to work on the Monday, they'll start planning their visits, and then they'll, whoever they're going with their team, they'll split up. So the key is to have your visit meeting on the Friday and uh, turn up go. on there the Monday. Go. So you're ready after the weekend to get stuck in. <laughs> so let's talk about the innovations that you're going to get to see at Mac this year at 2020. Let's start with Industry 4.0, Tom. I think that's just something that's going to run throughout the whole show. I think that, that was one of the themes of the last show was connectivity. And that's always, I think, going forward, it is going to be because it's so vital in manufacturing now, big data and having visibility of everything going on. But two years ago, sorry to interrupt, yeah. Tom, but two years ago, people were saying Industry 4.0, but didn't really know what it was. That's changed, hasn't it? Now? I think so, but there's still work to be done. Yeah. As I mentioned before, with retrofitting the lathe, you need a discussion point. You need something that, makes it click with people because if you're just I think sometimes it's like automation you, isn't you, it you overcomplicate it people overcomplicate it they just want to know the sim like when I'm explaining this to my mate down the pub or something I'm telling them in simple terms of what it is it's trying to de-jargonise the engineer speaks so your average man on the street understands what they're yeah, they're, really they're, they're talking about because What's that to the price of eggs? Because you can say all these buzzwords to me. That How's don't... it going to benefit him? Yeah, exactly. How's it going to make him more Look, profitable, more efficient? Everywhere we go, automation. I came away from NCMT, took me to a Kuma in Germany just before Christmas, and they've actually got robots in the machine now. So automation so, so, is yeah. another a big thing that's interlinked yeah, with Industry 4.0. Exactly, 0. and it's digitalization as well. Yeah. It's all part of this connect. It's all about actually taking that data and make it more efficient for engineers. And making everyone the- more efficient. I think it helps with that we've got a skill shortage in the UK, and I think everybody around the world struggling with a bit of a skill shortage so, yeah. and yeah. automation and different processes can kind of negate that so even if it's something as simple as a robot that's been a bar feed and it can operate two machines at once that's just freeing up your engineer why would you want a bloke picking up a chuck every day and just drop it it's not it's upskilling people as yeah, well exactly, isn't it yeah. giving them more creative tasks to do rather than just standing at a machine doing a repetitive task every day and I think that's what I'm saying coming back to what I'm saying from engineers don't take this the wrong way but if you're a guy that's looking at a machine he's doing a grinding or a milling side and therefore he's got a little bit of time to actually look on a device and something comes through that actually inspires him to go and talk to his management and say, why are we doing it this way when we could actually buy that machine? It's multitasking, it saves space, and I could be working on something else. And that's what we've got to educate ourselves for. Solution providing, isn't it? And like another big element of Mac and something that in the past, 3D printing, additive manufacturing, it was associated more with maybe, yeah, or kind of prototyping or R&D. But now it's actually being used in production environments. This is a big thing, isn't it, Tom? Oh, it's massive, massive. It's seen where it can be used. I think there's lots of practical use you've seen within aerospace and kind of the motorsport industry. It's how industry in general get around this. I think when costs of powders and machinery comes down slightly, you're going to see it being used more because 
I think at the end of the day, it's how scalable something is. And I think in terms of like rapid prototype and stuff like that, you can move forward a lot kind of quicker. I remember, what was I was listening to? I can't remember, I was on a factory visit anyway, and someone was telling me about an additive machine, but it was all about kind of the oil flow in a motorbike. But because they weren't traditionally machining it, they could think about the optimal way that the oil was traveling through the machine. So they could design the part that they needed around the oil instead of just getting it from point A to point B. What's the most efficient way of this traveling through so it goes quicker? And that's what Additive gave them. They could think of it a completely different way because they're not constrained by having to cut metal away. They're just just what they put there and how that flow is... I don't know if it's, they can think of things completely yeah, yeah. out of the box now because before they were kind of constrained to the equipment that they had to manufacture yeah. it with. Now that's totally been taken away. They can totally think out of the box and look at a product for its application rather than how can we make it and what are our restrictions to make it. And I think from a skills point of view, I think what the MTA does very well as well is you're bringing young learners, I think it's the best way to describe yeah. into Mac, but they're not just left to be on their own and just wander around and see if I can get a pen off of that stand or sweet off of that one. a lot in the yeah. European <laughs> I think what you guys do is that you educate these guys and say what you're interested in before they come, have a little bit of a chat with them and then it's a guided tour, isn't it? Yeah, well, we've gone about it slightly differently as well again this time because we kind of wanted to be able to show the manufacturing process actually within the education zone. So have like one product being made so you can see it from end to end how you do it. So you want the young learners or the students, you say, come in and have an idea of that, okay, someone's designed this on CAD CAM and then it's put into a computer, then someone maybe used a CNC machine or this and this and this. Yeah. Then it's got to be measured, use metrology equipment. You want to show them the Complete breadth. process. Yeah, exactly, because then you get a better understanding of, well, why your phone in your pocket does this or why people have designed their control systems on CNC machines to look more like a tablet or a mobile phone because it's accessible. And you see with designs of a lot of machines, they are a lot more attractive than they used to be. Some of them look like race cars. Yeah, yeah, the designer. But then again, I think that's quite good in a way because obviously if you've got, let's say you're going to try and attract aerospace work and and obviously they're going to come and visit you. You do all your ISOs, for instance. They want to see that you're actually investing. And if you've got the best kit, they're going to give you work and you get on a program. You could be on it for 30 years. Yeah, exactly. You want these people to go away feeling inspired and actually know what their next step can be. So... We've got different educational institutions there. So we can say, oh, from Lincoln, oh, Lincoln Leps over there. Or, oh, I'm from the Midlands. I'll go and speak to Wolverhampton University. Obviously, you guys do a lot with the racing team like we do because we're we're also sponsored of the race team. But it's seen practical examples like this. When you've got a course like Wolves Uni, I'm an ex-student of there, and I had no idea about their racing program until I saw it on MTD. And then I was like, I want to get involved in this because it's good to promote where... Have you lost your accent then? <laughs> well, like I can I'm speak. I've always been able to articulate my words well. <laughs> That's only a joke. Yeah, I know. But if you want me to be a yampy yam yam, I can be. <laughs> We've got to get off these stalls yeah. in a minute anyway. Well, you yes, know well, 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 let's, let's wrap this up, guys. I mean, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you, Tom, Mark. Thanks, it's brilliant. Jim. I mean, in my opinion, I mean, it's all about innovation. It's all yep. about education. It's all about evolution. It's all about people as well. People buy from people. And it's our national people. manufacturing show. So we should support. and support the UK. Absolutely. And that's the key thing. There's a lot of misconceptions in mainstream media that we don't make anything here, that UK industry is 
on a downward spiral. It's not. It's just you don't see it because it's not in city centres. It's on industrial estates so, outside of town. So anybody wants to register, how do they do that then? Tom? Well, you go into macexhibition.com and you register now. If you register now, you get all your pre-pack come through to you. So you get your show guide, maps around the show, let you know who's there. Incentives from the government as well? Yeah, well, incentivising that if you're looking to spend some money, capital allowances was raised from 200k to a million. So if you're thinking about investing, it's a good time to do so. And I say, Max, the UK's National Manufacturing Show and the shop window for the industry. So Mark, have a look. any last thoughts? I think Tom's just summed it up as far as I'm concerned. When you say if you're not investing, then you're going to be left behind. And I think, Mac, 2020 is going to be a good time for our industry in the UK. And I think I'll just summarise what Tom says. It's for UK manufacturing. It's extremely important for UK manufacturing. MTD will be there. We'll be streaming live for the very, very first time. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Make sure to visit Mac 2020. You'll be able to meet Tom, Mark and myself. We'll be around for the full five days and even at the weekend building up not like Tom. well you know Tom because he's a six foot five giant or maybe six foot six I think <laughs> thanks very much guys if you've liked this podcast please 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 leave us a review let us know what you think until next week yeah. Tom you've got one, one last, last word thing. well we haven't said the date of Mac have we we've been talking for point. about half an hour so April guys so April the 20th to the 24th Birmingham NEC come and check it out and um, see us all there so thanks for having me today much appreciated well done Tom, Tom you're a pleasure thank you cheers yeah Thanks for listening to the MTD podcast. If you found value in this episode, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. Find more episodes on mtdcnc.com.